Welcome, 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 welcome back and or just welcome to the Mind of Monty podcast. We are your co-hosts, Monty G and I Mo. Today we've got an exciting show to bring to you. Um, We're going to talk about what happened, the fallout of Double or Nothing, um, get into some rumors, and of course, Hell in a Cell predictions. And it's my duty. Of course it is. Just, yeah, like I'm just good at this at this point. At the, my confidence I mean, is gone. Two as years. As far as predicting. Two years. Well, it's bad. It's rough. Uh, I do <laughs> want to say though, this is something that you get from the Mind of Monty podcast that you get nowhere else, and that is me being strictly unprofessional. Because the professional thing to do here is to not tell you guys about the technical difficulties that went into getting the show finally on the road. But yeah. Let's just say that we go through so much just to give you guys this little slice of our lives. So I hope you guys uh, enjoy this. And I, I do appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, so I just hope you guys appreciate what we go through to give it to you. Anyway, no, this was cool. Uh, I did want to touch on Double or Nothing. I did predict it. I suck at predictions now. Uh, yeah. I honestly don't even I think I ended up with like six, eight out of 13 right though so I guess I, I can't feel too bad uh but you know yeah it was rough it was rough for the most part uh a couple of those decisions but it made sense to me after I watched it because let's go let's talk about like in particularly the Owen Hart tournament I didn't know what the hell, what the hell I was predicting when I when I told you guys <laughs> last week. I didn't know what the hell was gonna happen so yeah. you know it, I, some of those things I got wrong you know is what they are like this in particular CM Punk winning the world championship I do want to give him a pop as a longtime fan as someone who respects the hell out of him uh it is kind of, it was very very cool to see him uh once again celebrated as world champion even though it uh, ended up being not necessarily the most long lasting thing even though I guess he is still the world champion but we will have an interim AEW world champion now after a uh, you know foot injury that was either sustained or I think it was foot but it could be just leg Thing uh, injury for Punk. Lower I'm just gonna extremity. say leg until I yeah, because I don't know if it's the foot or the leg. Lower extremity. Right, but uh, so I'm going with that. Uh, CM Punk will be your still your world champion, but we're gonna crown an interim AEW world champion in the in the time being. I'm not sure how that's gonna work. I think they're gonna fight Moxley at Forbidden Door or for a ch- someone's gonna fight Moxley. For, it's gonna be a battle royal to see who's gonna fight Moxley for the title. Yes. I don't necessarily know how it's going to work or the, the ins and outs of it, but we will see uh, what happens. But I did want to give CM Punk a shout out because, like I said, it's kind of cool to see him uh, on top. And, you know, with all the MJF miss uh, going into the show, I want to give MJF his props for the hell of a promo he gave the night, of the, the dynamite after uh, Double or Nothing, you know, uh, uh, you know, and AEW to go along with that angle. They're going all out, you know, the rock <laughs> wiping them off the roster page. Taking um, his merch down. down, apparently. Uh, and uh, <laughs> according to something that I just see on the corner of my eye here, that they they've unfollowed uh each other. Yeah, MJF or whatever. Or they've all both each unfollowed each other. So whatever, we'll see what actually happens with that. I do think it's a work, uh, and it's just it's all a part of the game at this point. Uh, but I do think th- that I'm glad I got a chance to talk about that because it segues perfectly into uh, a bulk of these rumors because uh, let's just go ahead and get right into it. 
On Wrestling Observer Radio, Brian Alvarez, uh, someone whose opinion that I do not care for. By the way, this is all speculation. I said I was going to start telling you guys that every time we do these rumors, and I almost got into it without telling you, and I want to add it again, speculation. We're speculating about rumors. So we could be just speculating nonsense. No or you can see, uh, yeah, or you can see like some other, other rumors we've touched on over the last few months that have come true. So we'll see. Uh, what happens here but Brian Alvarez said Tony Khan's tweet about money in the bank moving location had people in WWE furious and I'm and that makes sense why are you bring, you bringing up us downsizing you know uh, Tony by the way just was taking pleasure in that news he was very very happy about it so uh, yeah it makes sense that people in WWE would not be happy about that you know uh, one we don't want the other promotion to just be you know bringing that up that we had to downsize. Of course, it was going to make news that they downsized, but WWE probably didn't want any more press on that. Than in, do you know what I mean? You don't want yeah. any more press on not being able to possibly sell out the stadium, you know, uh, than necessary. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. A little gamesmanship there between uh, the two companies, I guess, uh, because in, the, on, at the, in Vegas for Double or Nothing, they trotted out this big money in the bank truck with Cody Rhodes' face on it. To, to ride around the double or nothing area. Oh, uh, no. I think most of the weekend. So they've, they've, they've been, been petty with each other, all, you know, uh, in different ways. So I do think that's funny. Y'all don't have that type of money to waste. I, apparently they do. Budget cuts, remember? Uh, mm. <laughs> Alvarez also said the attitude within AEW has largely changed in the sense that more and more wrestlers are willing to make the jump to WWE after seeing how Cody Rhodes has been handled and I caution everyone you're not Cody I was just about to say that's Cody Rose that ain't you yeah you're not Cody I caution you guys but I'm not saying don't do it I I hope as a wrestling fan I would love to see more uh you know jumping on both sides but I do want to caution everybody just because Cody's getting treated right that does not mean everyone from AEW who goes back or goes to WWE will be treated uh you know the same way yeah uh, MJF didn't leave Las Vegas after he left Double or Nothing and has a meeting plan with Tony Khan uh, per Fightful Select though they reiterate this didn't start out as a work when the site asked their AEW sources if this aspect of the story was real or storyline no follow up answer was provided which was a first uh, which was a first throughout oh, the situation so, because they've been talking a lot about it. <laughs> oh, so Tony been tight lipped because we know Tony the AEW and source. That makes sense because right, exactly, and uh, that makes sense right after the press or uh, the big press scrum. That by the way, you had us sit up for like a six hour show, and you think I'm gonna listen to yo overly hyped? Don't even get me started on what I really want to say. Uh, as midnight it, for us, stimulated, very stimulated. Yeah, very stimulated. Exactly, uh, and. I know it was 11 p.m. on the West, but you had East Coasters up there, one, probably trying to listen to you. Like, screw that, Tony. Nobody want to listen to you talk an hour after the show. CM Punk was ready to go, too. Uh, But anyway. (laughs) Uh, All right, so as you can see, they have discussed this. So there you go. I think that's more, if this rumor is true, that's more confirmation that the MJF stuff is a work. Khan reportedly told members of the roster he's willing to pay MJF like top talent. But MJF's frustration didn't subside. Fightful also says MJF told numerous people backstage he knew that the situation would likely come to a head and be discussed come double or nothing weekend or week. 
So, mm. uh, some members of AEW roster are upset with MJF, according to PW <sighs> Insider. Their sources think there was some sort of agreement reached to get through double or nothing. William Regal told Talk Sports, Alex McCarthy, he was planning to sign Daniel Garcia, Ricky Starks, and Willow Utah for in, to NXT before WWE changed directions. Makes a lot of sense to me. They would have fit in perfectly fine in the black and gold. Yeah. Uh, era, yeah, you know, like you just makes a lot of sense uh, if you think about where who they had already signed up to that point uh, before they let them go or whatever happened before they changed directions. Of course, Dave Meltzer said on Wrestle Observer Radio that the women's tag team title tournament is dead. Now this is Dave. WWE but... apparently had fourteen planned for it, and then it never got signed off on, and the status is completely up in the air. And you're right. We don't usually trust anything he says, but we the proof is in the pudding. They've had, like, yes, yeah. I think they announced this two weeks ago, or at least, uh, you know, brought it up on the SmackDown the week of when Naomi uh, and Sasha left. So, you know, since then, they said nothing else, uh, at least from what I've seen. If they've done anything or ran little promos about it, I'm sorry I missed them. But for the most part, it's been bare bones and basically confirming why Sasha and Naomi left in the first place, in my opinion. Yes. As you can see, no direction for the tag division, no ideas going forward. They also have no plan B, obviously, if you can tell that how this Hell in a Cell card looks when Shake it comes to especially SmackDown. Like, oh, my God, there SmackDown, there's no nothing that's even, exactly, nothing's even, even the focus of SmackDown on this entire what is, card. What is Ronda doing? Nothing. I mean, they, they. I think they announced a contender. I didn't necessarily watch who won the six-pack challenge. On Friday night SmackDown, but you know uh, I don't know who's the contender is, but that's the only thing I know that they've established a contender going forward possibly uh, on this past SmackDown. Uh, but yeah, as far as like what she's doing when it comes to Hell in the Cell, there's no plan. Like my boy Harza, uh said, there's no plan uh, at all for uh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, of course, we know what the original plan was supposed to be, and again, I just don't, uh, you know like that that was the only option that they felt like they had to go with and you know honestly it's just a lot of stuff going on when it comes to this overall roster like the brand split is a thing uh whether they want to admit it or not which i'll get to uh soon uh recent tweets from Wyndham rotunda by the way uh obviously the former bray wyatt uh, led to speculation that he may be making a return, and that's pretty. And led to speculation, he pretty much said in the tweet, "Time is coming, you know, it's happening." And it was Natty. It was Natty. Natty is the uh, number one contender now. Uh, so congrats to her. But I mean, come on, Natty, you lost to Ronda when she was Raw Women Champion. So, I mean, I'm I don't have the highest hopes. I I, I understand they're probably putting off this Shayna. I I think that'll be more interesting going forward with Ronda and Natty is if they play off the Shayna relationship. Yeah, because you More. know Shayna. They've Shana, been teasing it slowly, but Shayna's Natty's friend now. Right, right, and we know Ronda has a history with Natty, also. But I think if you incorporate Shayna into the story too, kind of, oh. kind of like a little Jocelyn friendship thing, I think it could be compelling. Set that up well. Yeah, it can be compelling. Uh, on Wrestling Observer Live, uh, Brian Alvarez said Adam Cole is hurt, and that's why he was pulled from a planned ten man tag on Dynamite, and it makes sense because Hikuleo was kind of just placed there. And it wasn't really even a showcase uh, of New Japan or nothing. It was just, uh, you know, he was there because of the undisputed elite with the uh, undisputed elite's relationship with the Bullet Club. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I do. I must say, AEW has to stop uh, making people work 
you know, her unless it happened, I don't know. Maybe it did happen just this at double or nothing. Maybe that's what happened, and I'll leave him alone there. But it just seems like, man, with between this and then, uh, if I, the if Jeff. I yeah, I mean, if I can go ahead and skip to that rumor about Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy's injury issues not only caused him to be pulled from dynamite from that 10 man tag, also, uh, Wrestle Observer Radio Dave Meltzer said he was a mess going into his match at double or nothing, too. He's been beat up since, of course, his big match with Darby Allen, which I told you guys when it happened. Well, you know, that was probably going to happen because why the hell is he bumping like he's, like he's 99? Yeah, this is a 40-year-old man. And his body is going to recover like a 40-year-old man, which and means he's been he shouldn't be doing this. for 20 years. This. Right, he shouldn't be doing this as regularly as AEW has had All him. All these do- times? They, no. bump- they were bumping him like he's Darby, and I don't like when Darby do it. Yes. I literally tell people that I don't know how long Darby's going to be doing this. Darby, Sammy, Sammy I don't know how long they're going to do this because of stuff like that. So uh, I understand that Jeff is an anom- anomaly, but he's always been an anomaly, if you see what I'm trying to say. Sometimes. But I do think after a while that stuff starts to wear off, right? He's no longer an anomaly anymore. He's just, He's a, you know, he's, I'm not going to say he's brittle, but as you age and you do the stuff he has done, you he, will become brittle. Jeff is areas. at that point in his life where his testosterone levels are started to drop off and you, you need go. testosterone to, to rebuild that muscle and help you recover. So this ain't really the best time for him to be putting his, his And he's damn sure don't need line. to be fighting hurt. Damn yeah. sure don't need to be fighting It's hurt. already hard for you to recover, so you're going to go and make the injury worse. Yeah. Nah. There's been little to no communication between WWE and Sasha Banks and Naomi since their suspension from either side. They out here the, on the beach. The site did confirm this company. Uh, the company called the company canceled all their travel plans that they had for Naomi and Sasha this year. Uh, but you know that makes sense. But honestly, like I said, with the way they did, with the proof being in the pudding of how. The fact that the tag division itself might even be in the air right now, at least these tag titles, I don't know, uh, is in the air. Like I said, it just puts more proof, in my opinion, towards what Sasha and Naomi is saying being true about, you know, giving, you know, building a division and just the sense that WWE's booking makes at times is, like, just gone. It just makes no sense. They do things on the fly, randomly. And I am always on the pro wrestler side when they're going to stand up for what they believe in, whether it's financial like MJF, whether it's, uh, you know, creative like in this situation. So uh, shout out to them. I was happy to see Naomi just relaxing, chilling. Same thing when I was when I saw Sasha, what she did that week and what she's been doing ever since, you know, still, you know, just living their lives. Uh, it'll resolve itself. These things, uh, pro- it's going to take time. Most likely they're probably going to hold them as long as they can. But uh, we'll see what how this turn out. I keep you guys updated the same way I'm doing now. Uh, one of Wade Keller's WWE sources also said that Vince McMahon is so high on MJF that even if his recent issues with AEW are real, they wouldn't st- that wouldn't stop McMahon from making him a lucrative offer. And it makes sense, you know. Uh, MJF is that guy. I always say this. I don't know if he's gonna. Be, he would not be who he is right now. In AEW, in WWE, it's just it wouldn't be exactly the same. He, there's mm-hmm. no way he can talk the way he talks. Uh, I would love it though. It'd be nice if WWE switched it up and would let someone just haul off like that. But we know how they are over there as a corp. They care about their sponsors and all that. And I know AEW is on the rise, and they, you know, doing, you know, we know AEW is on the rise, and they have the sponsors of their own, but they don't necessarily have the corporate environment. That WWE has. Yeah, you know they don't I mean. have they don't have the you know, whole uh, shareholders and all these other people you have to worry yeah. about. 
uh, in these situations. And they do, but, you know, it's still more casual is the point that I'm trying to make about it. Uh, so, yeah. Members of the AEW roster mentioned by PW Torch who were making four to five times more than MJF included Christian Cage, Mark Henry, Malachi Black, Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, and a few more that they didn't mention, which I don't understand. Like, go ahead, keep going. Yeah. If you're going <laughs> to name drop. You're going to name drop, right. Finish it out. Right. You're going to name drop and try to start some heat, guys. Need the whole uh, list. Yeah, go ahead. Go down the list. Uh, like I said, most of those names, in my opinion, make sense. Malachi Black even makes sense, even if he is a newer experience wise uh, face in AEW or whatever, and he's not like a Christian or a Mark Henry or Danielson and Punk when it comes to tenure. I make it makes sense to me uh, why. But the thing that doesn't make sense to me, even in the cases of the people like Christian Cage and Mark Henry, is four to five times more. That's yes. the thing, you know. You know, I think that's more was in his crawl. Like, yeah, Punk Danielson, some of these people, yeah, they can be paid more. But five times what I'm making, and I'm more prominent, and in and, and I'm the one in the most important storylines. Yes, I'm on the television one most of the time. The crowds. Yeah, uh, or like he said, he's done his research, and he's the second draw, probably behind Punk is who he, I'm assuming the number one guy at this point would, would I can be. See that. So yeah, and it makes sense, right? It makes sense if he would be the second draw. So right. yeah, I'm sure he wants to get paid like the second draw. So yeah, uh, if that's true, I can understand. His gripe, even though I also can make the case that all of these more experienced uh, guys, and then some of these people being on the, you know, they're obviously older, they have families, you know what I mean? All that stuff is going to come into play uh, when you do these contracts. And uh, we'll see January 1st, 2024. Now that I know it's at the 1st of 2024, I guess I can understand the panic, even though not really. Still have not a really. whole 2023 to go through. You got like but, 18 you know, months. A lot of stuff, can, yeah, a lot of stuff can change, but we will see. Uh, what actually happens here? What culture has learned? This is very interesting because I put I, I mentioned this earlier. I don't to you uh, before the show. I don't necessarily. I'm not used to what culture breaking stories. I'm used to them talking about stuff. Yeah. Not trying, not necessarily breaking stories, but they learned that Thunder Rosa is very frustrated with her lack of television time in AEW up until the point of the go home show, I believe, uh, or maybe even including the go home show uh, to double or nothing. Thunder Rose was on TV for 11 minutes total as champion. Total. That's not good. And most of it was promos. Like, she can't fight nobody in between. It, it, yeah. Uh, so, I get that if that if this is true. Her unhappiness was amplified this week on Dynamite when she was the only AEW champion not featured on the show. It was almost like her match with Serena at Double or Nothing, which was, by the, by the way, my second favorite match on the whole damn show. Uh it was like her match with Serena didn't it never it just never happened. That's you know. All right, uh, people said Rosa was said to be upset and confused by that situation. But meanwhile, to you know, kind of give you a little bit of rumor clash here, PW Insider heard that Thunder Rosa just wasn't feeling well backstage at Dynamite this week, and the doctor sent her home. So uh, she did kind of post in a tweet that uh, she wasn't necessarily in in the best of moods or like like feeling the best. She did say that, but she did also say she was going to be on Busted Open Radio. So I don't know if anything came of that interview, uh, you know, of her new space uh, regularly on Busted Open. So I don't know if, if anything came of that, but interesting stuff to hear and watch. But her, like, there's no doubt in my mind, her depiction and what they've been doing with Thunder Rosa since becoming champion. And if you compare what they did with Britt Baker, 
and all that TV time she had, promos, matches, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not fair at all. Backstage let's, just, let's be honest. Kenny. Yeah, and then hell, compared to Jade, compared yeah. to Jade's visibility, I love it. You know, I'm happy yeah. that Jade's there, but I I also think that this is what you got to. You have two women's world champion. You have to be able to present them prominently. There's nothing wrong with us having more women uh, segments in these shows. No, we don't like, need just one that's, that's women's storyline. Yeah, we don't need just one storyline developing uh, between the women. We can have multiple. We can do that the same way we do with multiple male storylines. The same way you put Britt Baker on TV with her own win. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Jade, for some reason, Jade and Britt. So that's why part, part of me wants to believe that she probably was not feeling well. Oh, you just don't want. You I want under, to, but you, I know how the thing, I know how inconsistent their booking are. That could just be something to... Put out there to save face. Yeah, Who knows? I was say, you know how they are with statements. Yeah, we know exactly. They'll make you exactly. write a statement on Twitter. Dave Meltzer says WWE's upcoming tag team title match of the Usos versus Riddle and Shinsuke Nakamura is not currently planned for Hell in the Cell. The idea is for that match to take place at Money in the Bank. Even though I think they just had a title match technically. I thought it was a title match on the most recent SmackDown technically. But I guess uh, they're going to do it again uh, at Money in the Bank in July. It's supposed to be the plan. Which... Also means the originally planned match of Roman Reigns versus Riddle at Money in the Bank is unlikely to happen. Who the hell is Roman gonna ever gonna fight? Oh, he just this, he hasn't. This, he, this has been the easiest little breeze of a reign ever. Yeah, he might as well just take time. Why not? Wouldn't you be? Yeah. I don't I have. Would. Come on, man. I'd be on vacation too. Ain't no problems with that. I mean, I guess if you're gonna unify the they don't titles, have a con- if you're gonna unify titles, at least have a list of contenders in your mind. They, they're 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 booking contenders on the fly. Like, ah. Anyway, <laughs> what happened to Drew? He lost a tag team match, and now he and now he now he in the New Day feud. Yeah, now he in the New Day feud with Sheamus. Uh, lost that one match, and now they keep it away. But we all know why. It's just they want to. They just they're just pushing them back because yeah. I think when they go to Carter, if it's gonna be Roman versus Drew, when they go when they go over over overseas, uh, you know it got it has to be right. That's the that's the be- that's, perfect match to make it. And I think they're just ma- putting it off into that stadium show over there, right? Makes sense so. to me. Uh, they don't. They don't have no issue with extending fuse out. This trust me, this. they will drag this bitch along if they have. They will drag it. Yes. Okay. Okay. WWE wrestler Dolph Ziggler was backstage at AEW Dynamite. Why did they focus in, on this? in Los Angeles? <laughs> Los Angeles. It looks like it for some reason. Like Los Angeles. Right, like ang- that's, like that's, that's one of those anyway. things where your words look weird to you when you read them. Yeah, that's all it was. This only that's all it was. But anyway, <laughs> this week in L.A., of course, per fightful. So, uh, you know, not much news to me because we all know Ryan works there. I mean, we know his brother. Yeah, we get it. He's you such know? a supportive and older brother. Also in Holly- in California, like in L.A., I mean, that's another one of his little. Like I said, that's probably one of his homes away from home. If yeah. he doesn't live out there he, he already, visited so the Miz. yeah, who knows? But anyway, uh, not not really much there. I guess if you want to look into it, you could. But yeah, support your family. That's all it sounds like to me. And shout out to AEW for not you know putting just flat out putting a camera on him or something. Yeah, just try you know. to because you know they could have did some gamesmanship. Pictures resurfaced. You, know, uh, you remember when NXT did when Britt was just supporting Adam in the crowd. Camera all in her. Made face. sure. Oh well, yeah, you guys recognize her, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Messed up, man. Anyway, PW. By the way, That's this is just sad. I'm feeling for you, Lacey. You know, I'm gonna support you no matter what you're doing when they bring you back because they don't know what the hell they want to do. Uh, PW Insider was told that WWE's current plan for Lacey Evans is to drop that babyface gimmick that was planned for her on Raw. Now she's going to be a heel, and she's moved back to SmackDown. What? 
They don't know what the hell they're doing. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, many wrestlers with AEW believe the MJF story has been a work from the start, according to Wrestler Observer. Uh, some just played it off like it's wrestling and whatever, but others weren't so happy about it. Dave Meltzer wrote that someone in the latter group called it sloppy work that will benefit no one. Christopher. In the long run. I wonder who said that. Yeah. Christopher. I mean, based on his tweet, maybe, but I don't know. That could be a work too. Honestly, because Chris is I don't definitely. Trust nothing Chris uh, he don't sounded trust like the company guy in that in that tweet, mm-hmm. also, by the way. This is the best boss I love I've ever I love this one thing I give Chris Jericho his props for. He knows how to just grind. Because he's a wizard. He exactly he knows how to mess with people, man. You know what I mean? Because you know he pissed off WWE Mark when he said, oh. this is the greatest promotion I ever worked for, yeah. or greatest promoter. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know he's pissing you people also, off. You also know. He, but you different. know he respects Vince and yeah. loves Vince. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, it's Calm funny down. to me that I know he's messing with people so good. Calm Even down. with the uh, the sports entertainer gimmick and all of that and killing pro wrestling. I just, he's, he again, me talking about Jericho's genius, I could do that forever when it comes to professional wrestling. Uh, but... You know, do with that news about the locker room what you will. It's Dave Meltzer, so people got opinions. Whatever, you Everybody know, got yeah, opinions. it doesn't matter. They they can have all the opinions they want to do as long as Tony Khan likes works shoots. We're gonna see a lot of works shoots, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a WWE yes. source told Russell Votes the lack of SmackDown matches on Hell in the Cell card is an indictment on that roster. The account goes on to say that though the brand split won't go away, for all intents and purposes. It's shot. It's dead. It's gone. And, you know, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, the Lotharios have been on Raw. Usos work two shows a week pretty much at this point. Uh, so, you know, well, it's definitely broke down in a lot of ways. Same thing with Riddle and Shinsuke. Riddle has been every, been on SmackDown for, the, like, the last six weeks, I think. Yeah, he's so, been there a while. Yeah, uh, I'm not really surprised here. Like, I, we've been talking about how it needs to end anyway. Uh, but, yeah, the SmackDown roster... And what they were able to put up for this show. And think about what SmackDown was. Like a few years back or in the prime SmackDown live days. Six months back. This was the highlight. Not even just six months back. Not not just, I'm not even talking about Roman Few. I'm talking about like the original re-inception of SmackDown live. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they were the, for a long, for the last three or four or five years, they have been leaps and bounds ahead of Raw. And what they've been doing now for the, like you said, last six or eight months has been horrible. Like I don't understand it. That's been awful. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been tough to watch in a lot of ways. They they're, they're catching up with where Raw was, <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that we can say respectable things about Raw for the most part, we were in we a were lot of ways is crazy because like, we exactly go back to two hours. Oh, I mean, it's plenty of gripes that you probably still can have with Raw, but it's still better than SmackDown right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I'm glad that rumor happened because it leads us right into what's next. All right. Now we're going to predict Hell in the Cell. Now, again, some people on this podcast have not done the best with predictions. Yeah. Some I'm, people on this podcast have just been predicting out of their ass and getting it right. So we'll see how we fare this time around. First up, we've got a no holds barred match with Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin. Uh well you know easily this was added just yesterday so well just Friday before the the pay per view for reference for people uh in the future but uh I think it's easy that you have to go with Madcap they took the ugly suspenders off he's a little bit more he's serious he's intense he wants to hurt Corbin there's no holds barred 
Um, only way I can see Corbin winning this is if they're going to debut another sidekick for Corbin to, like, help him, man. I don't necessarily have any picks because the SmackDown roster is thin as hell right now. So, uh, yeah, I think Cap is going to win. It's a smart move to give him a big win. Uh, and maybe this Corbin stuff is finally over. Uh, but, yeah, no holes barred. I think I think you have Cap go over. I agree. Grudge match. Babyface got to win. Um, yeah. Next up, we've got Finn Balor, AJ Steels, and Liv Morgan. Okay, it's going to be some Mark saying you said the name wrong. So I, I did just, it on purpose. I know. We know that. But just, Okay, I'll do it right. Just do it right. Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan versus The Judgment Day. I can never you know, have fun here. You're right, but I, we, we're, I'm sorry, but this goes out to the wrestling community. And if you haven't noticed about these, these marks out here, you can't do that. Ugh. <sighs> Because they take everything seriously. I also can't call them by their government name, even though Liv has such a great government name. By the way, should probably could be could be a good wrestling name. It, it will. Not could be. It would be. It Come on, Daddy-O? Daddy-O is such a awesome, cool last right? name. Awesome. Anyway. Somebody won the name lottery. Yeah, exactly. I'm going with Judgment Day here, though. I think a new member will be probably presenting themselves. Edge has basically begged for it at this point. Yeah. And uh, he's been teasing people for weeks. It doesn't really, I don't necessarily know who, maybe Ciampa makes sense. I, I'm not mad at if that I've, I've seen a fan post and I, ever since I heard, I was like, you know, it makes a lot of sense that you have Finn. He has the demon. He has already the black gear and turning on AJ. But I just feel like AJ at that point is hard. I feel like, man, we just all got to like, they just gonna need some therapy if, if he didn't turn on them. If you yes. see what I'm trying to say, but they pretty much asked AJ to join too. So like, I don't know what the end goal is here, but Judgment Day is definitely going over. Rhea Ripley is most likely gonna pin live here again, uh, uh, maybe with the distraction of a new member. And then I don't know what the hell. If it's not one of them, if it's not Finn or AJ or whatever, uh, then I don't know what the hell they're gonna who they, they're gonna recruit. Some some other mystery person is gonna have a problem with them. I'm trying to think who could who's in a storyline with somebody else that could jump in, but I, eh, off the top of my head, I, I got nothing. So we'll see. You know, uh, we'll see what actually happens here. Uh, Judgment Day will win, and they will add another member, though. I agree, but does that mean that this is not over? Because if we keep adding members, AJ needs to do something. Like AJ, like you said, yeah, that's what <laughs> I was saying. I feel bad for him. I don't necessarily know. What do you do? And I, I'm with you. I think actually, I think you actually just end it almost with this one. Or like that's why I say it's tough. It's really tough to do it because I don't think I don't think AJ and and Liv and Finn will will end up prevailing either way. No, you see no. what I'm saying? Like at the end, when this feud is over, Judgment Day is gonna end up standing. Yeah, so, so they're gonna so, be the last people standing. So it's just, just ended. Yeah, I think maybe you just end it after this, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. That's the only thing I can say. Because like you said, it has been a slaughter at this point. Yeah, just terrible. Okay, next up, we've got Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali for the WWE United States Championship. It's yeah. obvious, guys. Uh, it's, it's, Again, in Chicago... Would you give Ali that for the moment no. and he probably not, you know, and he doesn't keep it much and then Theory gets it back maybe, not hell, maybe even the next night. No. They've done it before. I can see them doing it just like to make people happy, but I just, they've never rewarded like a person 
You know what I mean? Like, I, usually they're you have pity. to earn your way back. Yeah, they're going to make you earn your way up to they're a title. Pity. They wouldn't reward Ali so quickly after their, you know, their problem they, that they had with each other. And I also just don't necessarily think that they want Theory to lose either anyway. Like, yeah. Theory is probably going to have this belt a while uh, for a nice little run. Even though I don't, like I said, I wouldn't mind it if, like, Ali Shock won it and then, like, Theory got it back on some. As a matter of fact, they actually can do this, and Theory still ends up losing, end up winning the title back. Like Theory loses the match, and then like Vince come out, restarts the match, and then they screw him, and he wins it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Either way, go. I'm pretty sure the Miz is gonna have something to do with this anyway. So yeah, Ali is screwed. Yes, he is. And there's two things. Wrong with Theory. Two things for certain. WWE will make you lose on your birthday, and they will make you lose in, in your, your hometown. Time. Yeah, they have no problem with booking that. None, and they're petty. So. Definitely going to give it to Theory on that one. Um, then we've got this weird, weird situation. Ezekiel, formerly known as Elias, because that's exactly what it is, versus Kevin Owens. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this is tough. Tougher than I expected it to be, honestly, if, it, going into it. But after a little bit of mulling, after thinking about it a long time, uh, and as much as I love Kevin Owens here, I think the right thing to do is to give this victory to Zeke. Uh, you know, I have no problem wow. with Kevin winning uh, here because I, I love Kevin. But the right thing to do here is to give it to Zeke, establish the uh, the brother, you know, give him a victory, especially since he's going to be wrestling more and being more serious as a wrestler. Uh, and then maybe you could just slowly but surely ease out of the Elias story. Like, no one brings it up ever again. After yeah. he beats Kevin Owens. We, we and, put it to rest. Yeah, you put it to rest, and Zeke is established as Zeke, you know, and allies his brother. So we'll just, we'll just leave it at that, you know. Yeah. And I think that's the best way you do this. Kevin has been great. He sold everything perfectly fine. I've, I've been generally, generally entertained and genuinely entertained, <laughs> generally and genuinely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I like what they've done so far, but I think wow. Zeke is the right win. I agree. Um, we, we've been agreeing a lot here, so uh, this was not that hard to predict. Not go wrong. Don't worry. Don't feel bad. This was not that hard to predict. If we're That's wrong, fair. we're all gonna be wrong. Yeah, we're all gonna be wrong. This has been one of those cards. The, this, this is one of those cards that just it, it, you feel it in your gut how something's gonna go because the rest of the options or the possibilities and the you choices, can see them happening but that's like it don't make sense outside of what WWE usually do yeah. every other way yeah like you see other ways of going about it but usually WWE wouldn't go that way I maybe Ezekiel just have a great match and then he still loses to Kevin but it's like what does that does for Zeke what does that do for any of them yeah, yeah. Because then that means what? What does that mean? Does that mean that that confirms that Kevin is? I mean that Ezekiel is not, yeah. or that he is Elias or something? You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what does that actually just, prove? I it, think we're better yeah. off if we just let Zeke win and establish him as the brother. Yeah, it just makes your brain hurt trying to think about that. <laughs> um, next Good up, point. we've got a handicap match with uh, Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP. Um, this one again, it's kind of obvious. You don't throw another person in there. Yeah, and we know you guys don't want a Moss to get, keep getting pinned. Keep, keep, you know. I think the Bobby do, does enough to ward Moss off, and MJ, uh, MJF, MVP is the one who, who takes the fall here. I think that's why he's yeah. here. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, maybe this continues it, but I think if Bobby can get his hands on P. 
that can solve this, right? We can be done no, with this, but right? Then, then we, he doesn't then have we, to fight Omos again. Then we transfer it to Omos having to get rid of MVP because MVP didn't have to be in this match. This is a grudge match, right? Yeah, in a way. It's true. Uh, so we'll... Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, though. It's probably not. Because Omos needs him still. Because um, they I don't just, trust Omos on the mic. I just want to be optimistic. He, won't let, he probably won't leave P until they feel like they trust him on the mic. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. I agree, though. Bob's going to win this. Then you got this man out here being called by his government. Roberto. MVP got to go. He got to go down. <laughs> Going down, down, baby. Anyway. Raw Women's Championship match. Bianca Belair versus Oscar versus Becky Lynch. Again, triple threat match. Yeah, I, I get another match where you all the other outcomes, like Oscar winning the championship again, probably would be cool. I don't know why would you go back to Becky right after you know her long uh, you know reign. So I don't see that happening. But again, it just does not make much sense with Bianca's reign still being in, in its infancy. You know what I mean? Uh, Yes. They haven't. She hasn't really done much yet. Hasn't had a chance to sink her teeth into another feud. Uh, <sighs> We're bringing that back. Yeah, I'm bringing sinking teeth into it uh, back. Uh, but yeah, Bianca is definitely winning this match. She's by far, I think, everyone's favorite. At least she should be. Even though this is going to be a banger, whether it's first, whether it's last, however they just wherever they decide to place it, this is going to be awesome as far as wrestling goes. But Bianca has to win, right? I, yeah, I agree. That's why you make it a triple threat. Becky has to take the pin. Yes. Oscar just Keep her in. losing streak going, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, other than, I guess technically the losing streak is over because she did beat Oscar to get in the match, but we saw how that happened. It wasn't, you know, it was one of those distraction type she's, of She's still crazy. Situations. And yes, I think making her lose another big match for character will spiral her even further. Right. And I think that's only going to help. Okay. Okay. Last up, the main event. As Mark Henry would say, Hell in a Cell match, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Um, this is a grudge match. So, uh, tell how, what what do you think? What do you think? This is the third one, the final installment. You would assume uh, here, and Cody basically put it plainly. He knows that Seth Rollins has a chance to go zero and three against him, and I, I think that is the move you go with. I'm going with Cody Rhodes here. I think he has to win this to continue. Because he's still talking about being uncrowned champion. He's talking about, you know, all these things he wants to do. I think uh, you can continue to build off that better uh, with the win. If he loses here, uh, I've never seen a Hell in a Cell continue a feud. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen a Hell in a Cell continue a feud. So it's like, so this, so I'm pretty sure if Seth wins, then it's over also. So I'm like, where do you go next when it comes to that? What does Cody do next? Uh, when it when it when this happens, like what happens? Uh, I think you have more options with Seth after he loses this uh, match than you possibly have after he wins it. I think if he wins it, you have to probably continue it, right? Uh, most likely, or most likely. or at least down the line, you can see it being continued. And I think you could do that even if Seth lose. So all the pros, in my opinion, just seem we're going ahead and giving Cody this, continuing to establish him as one as one of those main event stars along with Seth. Because Seth is already there. Losing to Cody three times in a row is not going to drop his stock, you know, make him not uh, one of the best in the world and make him not one of the best in WWE. So uh, I think in the K, in the cell, since this is usually how they cap off feuds, be a big, maybe even a bloody, because Cody loves the blade, maybe a bloody dramatic match. I don't know if WWE is going to let him go, go, go AEW Cody blood, but we'll see. 
uh, what, what's allowed. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, man, I think Cody's going to win. And Cody, oh, okay, never mind. I'm thinking about a cage. Cody's not going to flip off these. He better not. You crazy as hell. I was thinking about the cage <laughs> that he flipped off in AEW. Like, he might do a backflip, uh, nah. a moonsault, but he's not that crazy. He's not going to do it this time, most he's likely. Not but it's going to be some crazy moment, something that we will probably remember because these guys are geniuses. Uh, so I, I think it'll be fun either way. I have no problem with either person winning, even though I think I think I'm going, I'm rooting for Cody, and I think just continue to r- build Cody up. Uh, all of this yeah. stopping and start booking with baby faces is not good long term, especially not. if you want Cody to to stand to Roman eventually. Uh, keep building them up. I don't think he needs to lose here. I agree with you, but I'm all about consistency, and I'm trying to stick it to Cody. Seth, you got this. Scrape his face against the cage. I want to see you. Bleed. Did you did you pick Seth uh, at back every time? Back. So you pick Seth every time. time, and you're being consistent. I just want to caution you that that thought line of thought is why AJ Styles has screwed me <laughs> twice <laughs> in this feud he's in. So I'm just saying. I know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe this is the one for you. Maybe this is the one, and Maybe. Seth finally. Uh, gets a victory Make back, my day. but Make I th- my day. another way to look at this too is that the first match was decisive, but you can conv- you can say Seth was surprised. The second match was a roll up, and uh, Cody did kind of grab the tights, but it was only it was after Seth grabbed them, so it, it was what it was tip there. For tap. Yeah, it was what it was. But again, close call, right? Mm-hmm. This one has to be decisive either way, and I think the more the person who gains the most from a decisive win is Cody Rhodes. Is Cody here? Okay, I agree. Like I said, I agree, but I, I'm I'm sticking to my guns with Seth. Um, all right, that 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 concludes that part of the show. Now it's time for Moe's Marbles. We're here. We're finally here, right? I know an exhausting long forty two minutes of waiting, but guess what? I got stuff for you. Um, interestingly enough, BTS in the Somme has finally gotten a release date it is gonna be june 28 2022 oh my god yes pop thank you thank you um the game developer gods have shined their eyes or shined their light on me again because they knew that if i had this game before i took my test i would fail so they they purposefully you've never played it you're really presuming a lot by the way i have an addictive personality yeah, uh, obviously, like you don't, you guys don't understand, and it's been rough. You, I hope you get into what you've been doing, um, and what you're gonna continue to do until the tenth, because this is this, it's, it's been tough. It's been tough. Go ahead. That was the next segment. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, until and from from June first until June tenth, and probably after, I have been. Please, not after. I have been reacquainting myself with their catalog um she already listened to all their albums a few months ago I, when she was reintroducing herself to them i have a hundred <laughs> yes i did i have 120 saved bonton songs and i have been going on youtube watching the live video performances um, I have made them my wallpaper, or it's not a wallpaper. Every it's a thing. day, guys. It, when I, I have tell made you, them every my day, theme. every day, every day, I have made them Hell, my theme. I started looking up other. Uh, <laughs> I started <laughs> trying to play other other. I'm saying SM just because they like the are the other for the most part, but you know, it's a couple other. other. Yeah, I started playing other K-pop groups just so I could get a break. 
in between all of the BTS she has going on or something here rap like damn I ain't heard Kodak in a while let me do something BTS, I gotta clean my palate. BTS when I study, BTS when I cook, BTS when I clean. It is BTS. I'm randomly saying Hajima for no reason around just around the house. Why? Because I won't too stop. Too much Korean, cause that's why. I won't stop. No. If it's a such thing, it's too much Korean. There is no such thing in this household. Anyway. I see. So yeah, they're they're the themes. I've I've curated seven themes based on their uh proof, the the dark theme, the proof concept. Obsessive. Very obsessive. And uh, briefly, I just want to talk about that. I find that there, the duality between the two concept photos, <laughs> the the proof theme and the door theme is just beautiful. You got the darkness of their past, and then in the door version, door version, you've got the them facing and, and looking head on to the brightness of their. I'm future. sorry, Armin. I just love it. I'm sorry, Armin, but you also got the paleness that matches a vampire. Ah, ah, leave leave their, leave their <laughs> leave their culture alone. You also have the paleness that matches a vampire. That. Ain't got nothing to do with it. It, it just is, no. It's not it even about not their culture. Music. It just really shines when they got the white background behind them, and it's like, and they all wearing black. Like, come on, you can see no, the contrast. No, they, they were all wearing white and like fluffy colors. Are you talking about now? One, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But it's still the white background. Yes. Even though I'm talking about in the black shot, you have it. You have the the background, which I guess is kind of bluish too. But yeah, it's still the 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 contrast is what I'm trying to say. Yes. You you notice it. I'm they, sorry. They they look you pale as though they, they look like not, vampires. They cause. have not been outside in 300 years. <laughs> yes, but that is fine. I'm just meddling. I'm just meddling. I know. I know. Um. Then we we just just a countdown. You know, we are literally all oh, six days away, seven days away, five days if you're in Korea from. The release of the yet to come music video. So tune in next week oh my God. on Mo's Marbles for me to give you a review. You're even teasing next discussion. You're teasing next episodes now. What the hell is going of, on? Of yet to come, the music video and the other two songs that were released. <sighs> okay, now on to what other things. That? <laughs> that was that was that was me popping because you don't you don't know how to give. Me oh a pop. wow. You gave yourself you. a phony pop. Oh wow! Thank you, thank you. I was gonna edit that out, and I was staying <laughs> in. That was that was okay. Go ahead. Okay, so um, now on to other news. We we finally all of the all of my fellow Jimin biased people, Jimin finally did something for himself. Um, is it what I would have wanted him to do? No, no, it's not. Who cares what you want? His first his, fans. His first uh. <sighs> Reintroduction into the society of of the, the the you know being being Jimin was him issuing an apology. Which again, I'm Western, so I don't really feel like a apology was needed. You could have just gave us a cute photo, and it all would have been forgiven. But Sugar came in to save the day with cute yet seductive pictures of him and what? his him and his him and his baby Holly in bed together. Just to just to make he everyone was laying with his pet and that's seductive. In the bed, we got we got barefaced Yungi babe in bed, hair all oh, tussled. God. Okay, <sighs> go ahead. Anyway, to distract from the awkwardness of of Jimin's apology post, um, the members have been very supportive of of Army getting to see little glimpses of Jimin while in America. Always telling you, yeah, we're going to go see Jimin, or in Hobie's case putting the videos up on his story of Jimin cradling alcohol or playing basketball with her. So we had, we had, we had little glimpses of Jimin and then he came with the, 
with the apology post and we're like, ah, that's not what we wanted. We just saw you smile and we want you to smile. We'll, we'll see if we get that in the future. Um, but we're always behind you and the rest of the boys. Last thing for me to talk about. I have, oh, that's a lie. I lied. Next thing for me to talk about. I found some Korean dramas. They're more like rom-coms to me. Her private life is cute. Um, and then what was it called? Risky romance with the doctor, the endocrinologist. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nerd. So that one, that one is like top tier um and netflix then, i see what you're doing you don't care about korean people no. you know people gonna watch <laughs> especially especially anyway. if you get um certain uh, titles that you can only find and like if you make it selective i know they have their own series but i don't necessarily like those so far um but yeah 2019 2018 seems like a good spot for me to start <laughs> with korean dramas i tried a little little recenter didn't like that that was a little weird um but anyway i found some i'm excited and thoroughly obsessed with that because sometimes you need you need to change the pace the books i've read they've they've been a little raunchy and sometimes you need some wholesome some wholesome romance in your life last thing this is completely non-korean related but i i was just excited when i saw it. the sims 4 is releasing a werewolf expansion pack Again, the game developer gods have shined their lights on me because that's not released until like the 16th or 17th, something like that. And by the end, I'll, I'll have devoted my time to studying it and I won't buy it until after I take my test. But oh my God, I have been waiting for a werewolf pack for years since the vampire pack came out, since the witch pack came out. Now I can finally fulfill my life goal, my dream of creating roommates, a vampire, a witch, a werewolf and see how they interact with each other and then possibly maybe even develop a harem of the sorts we shall see but that has been my marbles as you can see i definitely lost my marbles this week yeah thank you guys for that for that pop we're out of here actually because uh i've i've said everything i have have to say i'm gonna try to get these predictions up fast as possible onto monthly's university youtube channel thank everyone who's been pop who's been you know, I want that's thank you guys. I want I want to thank you guys for watching, sharing, whatever you're doing out there, because uh the most activity I've ever uh, necessarily I've really gotten. But this is also the most active I've ever been on the YouTube channel consistently, and I'm just gonna try to keep that up for you. Uh, I want to continue to evolve and get better at it. I hope you guys enjoyed the predictions. I hope by the time you hear this, you've already looked at the predictions video. But if not, I did do a predictions video for NXT uh, in your house. I also understand if that does not really matter to you because who the hell watching 2.0 right now? I do it because I, I cover I cover it on another podcast. I cover it, you know, anyway. So I was just like, ah, let's do it. Let's do it for YouTube. So the people who come to this show, if they care about NXT, maybe they can get, you know, my viewpoints on those angles. But anyway, I want to say this is always fun. I'm very, very happy that uh, I'm able to do this. And I'm just so happy that you guys care enough to listen to me this far into the show and you know it's been you know a few years so if you've been doing this the whole time you've been riding for me i appreciate that also and if you're new you know and you're just you're just jumping onto the you know to the train you know strap in you know i think we got a a, a long and bumpy but fun ride hopefully coming to, for you guys when it comes when it comes to this show and when it comes to uh what i'm doing in general so i, I thank you for listening and you know au revoir <laughs>